Wah! We just wanted to let you know that next week our episode is going to be an advice episode. So please email us at sloppysecondspod at gmail.com or call us. Our number is 213-536-9180. Again, 213-536-9180 or 1-800-WICKED. And here's T, Ma. Get to the point. It's easier for us to to get into what you're saying if you spit it out quickly. Yeah, don't tell a dipper story. Doodle doo doo forever <laughs> dog. When first choice is a big old bus, you turn around and boom, you end up with us. Sloppy seconds. Oh, diva. Hi, you sloppy fucks, you dumb, stupid little fucks, you nasty little sloppy little fucks. Welcome to Big Sloppy Seconds with Big Dipper and Meatball. I'm Meatball. And I'm Big Dipper. It's Big Sloppy Seconds this week. Yeah, baby. I gained Uh, some weight. Quarantine ain't right for me. You, the look that you have right now is, you threw a wig on, but you just casually said, what, I look like Natasha Lyonne? And you do, bitch. I know, it's the glasses. You look like you are life partners with Fred Armisen. Is she life partners with Fred Armisen? I thought they're dating. Oh, remember when Fred Armisen was married to Elizabeth Moss, but then but then left her because she was in Scientology? And oh, my God. I remember. Uh, so, like, I love Handmaid's Tale. Obsessively watch it. I missed the whole, missed the whole boat on uh, Mad Men, but... I remember when someone told me that she was a Scientologist and I couldn't believe it. I think it actually happened on this podcast. Oh, did it? Yeah. I tell everyone that because it's just such a weird pairing and then an even stranger reason to break up. And also, hello, art imitates life. Like, she's literally doing The Handmaid's Tale and she's involved in the search of Scientology. Did you see Invisible Man? No. What is that? It was The Invisible Man. She, Her husband went <laughs> invisible and then started harassing her. You no, didn't I didn't see that. You didn't even see the ads for it? I don't watch movies like that. It was Elizabeth Moss, baby. It was in theaters. <laughs> there were signs for it everywhere. No. The I advertising campaign for it was the only reason I went and saw it. Well, I guess it shout, out to, shout out to advertisers. You know, shout out to advertisers. How is your quarantine going? What are you Listen, up to? What are you I need doing? to ask you about something. What? You rehabbed a bar? You made like a, you tufted a, you used what did you do we oh oh my god we we uh, uh, i'm crafty and oftentimes i like to do stuff other than making costumes and wigs and such so me and my mans were going to like flea markets and we found this really cool i don't know like bar it's like a little shelf cabinet thing that was i don't know it was like five dollars and it was good wood so i was like let's take it and sand it and then we i love it. good wood and then we stained it, we painted it, we turned it into a little bar, and now we keep all our booze in it. It is um, cute. You're like way craftier. It's I guess you didn't post that to a Finsta. I you do you know that I don't follow any of your Finstas? I don't have any anymore. I got rid of them because I was too mean and people were sharing them. <laughs> I don't believe And it. I was like, listen, I don't need <laughs> texting me again. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I believe that you don't have Finstas, but uh, you've just uh, substituted them for group chat. True, I did. I took it to take it to the phone. Don't just put it take anywhere. it to the group chat. Don't take it put to the it... group chat because if you put it in writing, someone is going to screenshot it and share it. No matter how close you think you are, you say one rude thing. The divas, it out. 
the divas on your group chat are going to share it. No, because then I would share stuff they said. But also, this new thing that all the dolls are doing where they, like, voice record what they're going to send because they don't want it to be seen in writing. Listen, bitch, I'm, I know how to screen record. Okay, I'm still going to get you, and it's going to be in your voice. <laughs> You're like the ultimate receipt. No Photoshop here. Oh, I could just drop down a little. It's a deep fake video. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> you are living for. Is that a wigs by I, tips? It's a wigs by tips, honey. <laughs> you look like um, you look. What's what sucks about this is you look like Nina West. Even though Nina West started looking like that because she wanted to look like you. She took my wig when we were on tour, and That's then she bought correct. three in three different colors. Anyway, how have you been dealing with it? Like I've been cleaning. I finally went to the store this morning. At, I had to go at 6.30 in the morning. Wow. Wait in line. No, that's when the old people are supposed to go. What are you doing? <clears throat> Not at Vons. Oh. At Vons, old people get Tuesdays and Thursdays. And they can sit their old asses home any other day of the week. But they... Anyway, I went in there and I, I got the last bottle of cleaning solution. So I can finally like disinfect everything with other other than using like alcohol and Lysol spray. You know what yes. I mean? Yes. I have a, a bottle of... Clorox, and I'm going to make my own Clorox wipes. How do you do that? I have some paper towels. I'm going to cut them shits a little shorter. And once the Clorox wipes that I do have, which I only have like four left, and they're worth the world to me right now, when they run out, I think I'm going to cut the paper towels in half, shove them in there, add bleach and a little bit of water, shake it up, and let them soak in. No, I think it's a little bit of bleach and a lot of water. It doesn't need that much bleach. Yes, it do. You got to kill 99.9% of all that I bacteria. I know, but you got to dilute it down. Otherwise, your whole house is just going to smell like bleach. I'm trying to poison myself. That And your roommate's dog. <laughs> no. Um, I do want to say this other thing. Before, before we dive into our interview, which is very cool and exciting that we got to interview this person. Yeah. Icon legend and I've um, been a fan for a very long time. I kind of geeked out. <laughs> me too. Me too. Um, but before we you get into that, fuck I, him. You're not lying. <laughs> ah. <laughs> uh, I do want to talk about the live stream drag shows, the digital drag of it all. Because Girl, you I, th- did... I gave a 20 minute speech on it last week. Where? On our podcast. <laughs> Oh, you I mean, barely. I you think talked, that they're... You talked about going live on Instagram. I want to talk about the curated shows oh. because I, I, I want to talk about this experience because um, this will this will come out a week after you did your um, now iconic Doja Cat meets Tiger King mashup performance. Yes. I'll and, take that. And um, I have been preparing for some pre-taped uh shows that are happening coming up this week uh for me and i find it mortifying here's the thing well okay it was okay one it was scary because i was like this is i'm performing for more people than i've ever performed before before you know what i mean did that make sense it does for you yeah it does make sense for you um well actually it didn't make sense because i performed for like five thousand now what was it anyway um It was just weird because I was like, <laughs> if anything goes wrong during this performance, it's like my fault because I didn't set this thing up right. And it was right. like, it was like no amount of rehearsing is going to let me know what happens when it goes live. 
And, and like during my performance, it was echoey for some reason. And we'll never know why. Like we set everything up to be right. And technology is just a bitch. And like you're not at a bar and people aren't drunk and there's no way to like, you know, like sometimes there's no way to like, gauge the audience. Right. Exactly. I mean, that's my whole thing. Like as a performer, like I'm not wearing crazy costumes. I mean, I, I pull looks, but I'm not wearing crazy costumes. You pull looks? You don't think so? Send me three. You don't think I ever pull a look? I don't know what you mean by pull a look. I mean, I wear like. Do you think that you serve? (laughs) (laughs) I guess you're going to have to tell me what it is that I do. Because in this past week, I don't think that I know anymore. Honestly. (laughs) You're a rapper. I guess you do. You do little reveals. Yeah. And on Twitch. Oh, yeah. I'm looking at your Instagram. And on on Twitch, you can't. You cannot. So I was like. I was as I was pre-taping these things I was like okay so I like took a jacket off to reveal a t-shirt so I guess that's a thing like I was like what am I going to do I think now, it's about gags honey you got to I just know confetti my uh, whole thing is you should not I said this on the T when we did the podcast this week you should not go shopping You should not, you should, the whole point of doing a show at your house is you should grab from what you have. You have. You should be creative and try to figure that shit out. Yeah. You made a tiger costume. You had a bunch of plants around. You were like, okay, great. I'm going to turn this party. And then I was like, I'll do a pre, I'll do some pre-tape because I was like, I need some time to kill. Yeah. (laughs) I need some time to kill in my three minute performance. You know, I needed a whole minute where I wasn't on screen. (laughs) So I don't know. I just find it like I have a greater respect for YouTubers and a greater respect for people who like talk into a camera with no reaction from anyone around them. Not even like, you know, like because I was trying to shoot a YouTube video and it's impossible because all i want is someone to respond and all i want is like someone to laugh or give me anything and i'm just talking to myself and then it's up to me at the end of it to decide what of it was funny and then i'm just watching myself talk to myself and i get so psychotic i get so psychotic that it like gets me in my head and then i start to like sweat and my face gets red Mm -hmm. and i'm like this makes the video worse because i'm so self-conscious but put me out in front of a huge audience of people i'm like i got it no problem here we go let's do the show well like i said last week i think it's a great time to start figuring out like how to live within these restraints i think it would be i think there's so much that people can do and they're just still not doing it but oh i saw misty violet do you know misty violet yeah here in LA, she set up like a fake stage in her house and had her roommates is like the audience and then they came on at the end it was hilarious that's amazing what do you do if you're alone you still i mean Use what you have in your house to make yourself a backdrop. Do a number using, like, being in your house. I don't know. You're also, like, if you're on your phone, you can move around. Yeah, And I feel like that's a real missed opportunity in a lot of these. Well, we'll see how they play out. We only have 12 more months of at-home drag shows. Do you see, just just two days ago, Donald Trump said, we're going to go back to work. And then yesterday he was like, we got 30 more days. (laughs) Yes. Uh, He's an idiot. God, I wish he was. <laughs> I think I'm gonna do Wicked this Friday. I have two drag shows on Saturday. Diva, you're about to be busy, honey. A pre-roll, so I'm Get gonna the, film this week. You rolling joints now? Well, anyhow, uh, we are now gonna throw it to our guest this week, the um, 
very incomparable, exciting. incomparable. Uh, Varley they Jean know Merman. Wicked. They she do know Wicked. They were on Broadway. They were in a movie. <laughs> they put on their own shows. They've been to Puerto Vallarta. They wear lace. They, I, to, to be completely honest, this is the first drag queen I ever saw in a lace wig, and I was obsessed. Yeah. Like, I wanted to know exactly how she did it, how she glued it down to be invisible. She invented drag queens in lace wigs. And big titties. Let's hear it up for Violet Jean Marvin! Eating better is easy with Factors Delicious ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian-approved, and ready to eat in just two minutes. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. When my fridge is stocked with Factor meals, I'm like... Oh, baby, I don't have to think about this. Mm -hmm. Like, it is so nice. The combinations are so good. I am a meat eater, but the vegetable options, there are so many. Like, I remember I had like a, it was like a mushroom with pasta and like a cauliflower rice. And I was like, the mushroom is filling. Like, there's plenty of uh, portion, there's plenty of vegetable, and there's plenty of flavor. And I am usually sort of not a microwave person. Mm -hmm. Very cool that this quality of food can just be heated up in the microwave. And so fast. I also love it because I am a, a very much into ordering delivery. I and know. now having all the food there, I can kind of pick what I want and it's ready in two minutes. I don't have to wait an hour for stuff to get delivered. And these are way healthier options than ordering delivery. Completely. And when they have multiple things in them, you know, sometimes it's like, oh, if I cook for myself, all I'm going to eat is the biggest bowl of pasta you've ever seen in your life. But this oh, is yeah. like, you get a little pasta and the chicken and a vegetable all in one dish. Looking for gourmet meals try meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon shrimp truffle butter broccolini and asparagus and factor meals eliminate the hassle of prepping cooking or cleaning up all you got to do is heat up and savor the good stuff customize your weekly meals with the flexibility to get as much or as little as you need pause to reschedule deliveries that suit your lifestyle and we're celebrating earth day all month long with factor look out for the earth month eats badge on the menu items for their lowest carbon footprint meals head to factormeals.com slash sloppy seconds 50 and use code sloppy seconds 50 to get 50 percent off your first box plus 20 percent off your next box that's code sloppy seconds 50 at factormeals.com slash sloppy seconds 50 to get 50 percent off your first box plus 20 percent off your next box while your subscription is active that's a sleigh, baby. Finally, here we are. We are very excited to have with us our guest, um, a, a true drag icon and legend. Legend. Um, old lady. An old lady. It's Varla G. Furman. <laughs> yes. Very old lady. How are you? Oh, I'm good. I'm good. As to be expected, I have no work for four months, probably. I heard today, you know, I work in P-Town all the time, and I heard they just canceled, like, they're thinking of canceling Carnival, which is in August. So, you know, it's just a little, like, I know. So uh, they've already canceled the Film Fest, and they canceled the Blessing of the Fleet, some things that happened in June and July. So it's really like, oh, my God. Oh, so, But Lord. I guess, you know, 
you know, thank God I married well. <laughs> doesn't hurt, Diva. I, Look at a nice white lady apartment. You know, you yeah, never know, really right? see a lamp Jeez. with a fringe. Yeah. Not Wait, often. Sp- Speaking of married, well, didn't you go to the hospital this morning with your husband? Well, we were going to go this morning. He's been sick for 16 days. Of course, oh. we went to yeah, we went to Mardi Gras, and then he got sick, and I went back to New Orleans. I was going to do um, uh, a version just of the Golden to suck as yeah, many, many dicks, dicks as yes. possible. Yeah, just yeah. just put a few more in, Lovely. and uh, so he was sick, and then he kind of like just recently started to get the fever and the cough, and then I was like, oh my god. And, you know, his 83-year-old mother is here, too, so I had to separate ah! them. I know. It's just... <laughs> oh, my God. But the crazy thing, you can't get a test unless you have over 101 fever. And he was taking Tylenol, so his fever was around 100. And so his doctor told him to not take the Tylenol because you can't even get a test unless your fever's over. That's the first thing they do. And then you have to have all these other things, too, to be able to get a test. So his fever broke last night, which, thank God, so we didn't have to wait. And I think he's doing better now. So, I mean, I know he is. Yeah. Well, we love to hear it. Oh my yeah, yeah. Goodness. So I think he may have it and just fought it, you know. And I just think I'm superhuman. T. I <laughs> yeah. mean, how else would you have not got it being in such close quarters? I know, right? So who knows? I mean, I, I have no idea why. You know. Oh well. So you're originally from New Orleans, is that right? I'm from Louisiana, yeah, but I grew up in New Orleans. I, oh yeah. my gosh, where in Louisiana yeah. are you from? I'm from. Louisiana. I've lived everywhere. Oh, you are where from? I was born in Baton Rouge, baby. Well, I went to LSU. <laughs> oh, my yeah. mom went yeah. to LSU. Yeah. But then I was, uh, I grew up. We first moved to Moss Bluff. Do you know where that is? North of Lake Charles. Oh, and then, okay. we, then we lived in Monroe and Farmerville. I went to school in Natchitoches High School, and then I went to LSU. Oh, and then gosh. I moved to New Orleans. Yeah. You're like a very good Southern lady. I'm a Southern woman, yes. Yeah. What What did you do for fun in Moss Bluff? Yeah. Well, at the time, <laughs> I was very young, so uh, you know, I did not. I played, you know, I played the oboe. That's all I did for years and years and years. And uh, there was nothing fun to do there. I mean, nothing. And so um, we had rabbits, like me and my three brothers, because we lived way out in the country. And they, my parents should have known we were gay because my one brother named his rabbit Hershey. The other <laughs> named <laughs> named his rabbit Frank. And mine was Natasha. Oh, <laughs> oh okay. <laughs> and you would just sit oh, there yeah. and stroke Natasha like an yeah, evil Natasha, genius? Yes, yes, yes. So, anyway, Play so. Natasha's theme on the oboe? <laughs> yeah. So they should have known. But that's all. I mean, and then, you know, I went to um, a high school for uh, – arts, math, and science. You had to test to get in it in Louisiana. And then you would live there on a college campus. And oh. it was called the, the Louisiana School for Math, Science, and the Arts. And it was in Natchitoches. And I went to that, and that's where I sort of met gay people. I'd never even met anybody. And uh, uh, had a great time and got into the arts there. And that's when I started singing uh, there. I had never sung before. And uh, that's when I, I went to LSU. I had a vocal scholarship, but I didn't, didn't use it. It wasn't my thing, music theory. <laughs> Oh, that's you, so cool. Yeah. Wait, when did you come out as gay? Or like, when did you discover In that? high school. And I told my parents and they were, you know, being Southern Baptists, they were, you know, not thrilled. Oh, uh, <laughs> I was just, uh, yeah. um, I was just looking at, there's like a, an HBO, I guess it's a documentary or like a special yeah, yeah. called Drag Time. Oh, that's yeah. From, from the, the ni- mid-90s. The 90s, right. Yeah, yeah. And you have this really great, great quote. 
uh, when you're being interviewed where you say, my father was an FBI agent and my mother was a psychic. You think yeah. they would have figured it out? <laughs> yeah. Which I find true. so funny. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My father was an FBI agent. My mother had like a crazy sort of psychic, not like, you know, not like a, a, a medium, but she just was very intuitive and would know when things were sort of going to happen. And, and but they never figured it out. <laughs> so when did you so start doing drag? Like when did well, the first time I ever did drag was in high school. They had a senior Ooh. auction, you know, and we, me and my friend Chad, who was uh, I, yeah, Chad, I, I, we I, all know Chad, yeah, Chad, Chad, Chad. <laughs> and at, at the senior auction. Well, I knew I knew Chad was gay because at one time we were in the showers and there were stalls, but I looked down and then there was this big hairy foot with red painted toenails. Ooh, Chad. I thought the story was going to go somewhere else. Me too. I thought it was going to be like a hookup story. (laughs) No, no, no. So we became friends. And then we we bought, we told these juniors that we would give them the money if they made us go to school and drag. And and that's what we did. So we went to school and drag. And, uh, and oh, for the auction. I was like, yeah. wait, you, you yeah, paid yeah. someone to get yeah, yeah. the drag? I don't get it. <laughs> Acting like we were forced <laughs> right. to do drag. Uh, yeah. you know, forced don't to drag. make me put the makeup on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> These heels, I couldn't. Yeah, no. And that was fun. So then when we got, that was our senior year. So when we got out of school, we both went to LSU. And I met this guy named Timo. You know, Timo. And, yeah, uh, Timo. Uh, yeah, we yeah, all yeah. know Timo. And uh, we would film videos. We, he had a video camera. And he was able to edit just using two you know two of vcr decks and he yes. would, you know, of course they'd have the rainbow lines and all that but we would do all these videos and we started giving them to the bars because i i was introduced to divine at that time and yeah you know i would do silly things like i would run around the city new orleans being chased by a plastic rat on a piece of fishing wire just screaming <laughs> <laughs> and they would, it would be like 30 minutes long but they would put them in the, the pub which is a bar down there and the video bars and people would just and this is you know late you know like early 90s and you know there weren't a lot of videos even at that time right so they would play them with dance music behind and people would just stare at them for hours and we would do all like i'd just be drinking a gallon of milk on a public bus you know i just <laughs> spill oh all over gosh, me this stuff is great yeah real and, and, art yeah and so yeah. they would that's how i got known and i would never even go out and drag and then later i started going out and drag a little bit and um then I, I moved to New York and I had just done a little bit of drag. I wasn't really even singing with it. But then when I moved to New York, I went to a bar called the Wonder Bar. And this is in the in the 90s, too. And uh, they were playing the videos that I made in New Orleans. So somebody had sent it to them. So I told the bartender wow. that it was me, you know, like, oh. and uh, <laughs> there was a big benefit. I think in 93, there was a march on Washington. Was it a march in 93, I think? And there was a march on Washington and they had a big benefit at the Pyramid Club and it was an all day thing and I performed there and um, then I got booked all over the city. Oh, wow. That's yeah, incredible. That. So when In New York, so that's how I got known. From um, being like a bar girl to like doing the theater and the shows and the movies. Well, like, when was that transition? In 90, um, I got into the Broadway show Chicago because I was I had a very high voice and I got I was an understudy for Mary Sunshine in Chicago. And, Whoa, uh, yeah, on yeah. Broadway! <laughs> yeah, as a vacation understudy, they had the guy who did it and the understudy, and when one of them went on vacation, I would come in and replace be the understudy. Ah! In case they did. But then I went on tour with Chicago and I went to Japan. I went all over the world with that show, and then when I came back, I just I did not want to go back to work because I was working in advertising at an advertising firm as an art director, and I just. 
I, I didn't want to go back. I mean, it was just so boring. And life and so, is wild. <laughs> Your life is insane. Advertising. Yeah. Okay. But I had opened for Lip Sync one time in I think ninety seven, ninety seven in um, in P Town, and uh, I yeah I just opened for it. I wasn't even allowed to be on stage because she didn't want her reveal. You know, the stage revealed. So I just was down in the aisles singing to people and people thought it was a real woman which is so wild and uh, a lady <laughs> saw me I know, that close up sorry don't mean to laugh I don't yeah, mean to laugh I, I know <laughs> and they were right I mean uh, anyway so a, a woman there who owns a club was like I want you to perform here next summer and do your own show and I, and I did she came to see me at Caroline's Comedy Club and she booked me and then that was Phyllis Schlossberg. And uh, it, and how do you spell her last name? Schlossberg. <laughs> Schlossberg. And that was in 98. So I've, I've been going to P-Town ever since. Oh, that's um, incredible. Yeah. And I quit my job because then I went on tour with the Chicago. And I quit my job, I guess, in 98. And I've never been back. That's and when incredible. did you start wearing lace yeah. front wigs? Because you I were the always, first. Always, yeah. I always had a lace front. I, you know, I did a gig with uh suzanne barsh and uh you know and um yeah suzanne we yeah, all know yeah suzanne. we actually oh, do, we know do know suzanne. <laughs> <laughs> and i would travel with her and i would travel all over the place with her and you know we would just do these shows in, in paris and in london and and uh she produced a, a show of mine my first one woman show which was way too long it was like three hours long i mean oh. i would never yeah you know when you first start out you think you're that important. people need to see it yeah yeah and uh and she got me a lace wig. Uh, Matthew Azaldi, remember at the time Matthew Anderson, uh, who um, oh. did makeup, and Azaldi, obviously who does costumes for RuPaul, all these years, uh, did my makeup and told her she had to get me a lace wig for the show because my character was supposed to be a real woman. And so I, I remember I got it on the Upper West Side, a wig store called Bits and Pieces. <laughs> that was the name <laughs> of the store. But then I had, and then I met a guy. My my friend was dating a wig maker. Conveniently, and so I just kept having lace wigs from from then on. Thank God. Oh my gosh, I know. <laughs> when you look at like a lot of like vintage footage of mm. uh, queens, like yeah. you know, there are some it's people where front. they have their yeah. their their leave out, you know, and they have a little half piece. But like yeah. you always have like slick back, and then it's just like lace. Yeah. Well, I'm and- always bald, so I had to do something. <laughs> and, oh my god! But I've used the same wig guy since then. The same wig guy, Jared Kelly, in New York, who does now does stuff for Broadway, and so he um, he's done my wigs forever. I mean, I just tell him what I want. He puts it in a box and sends it. That's, That's incredible. Yeah, like twenty. Yeah, twenty. 25 years probably he's done my hair okay so what led to the beginning of girls will be girls when you and coco and jack plotnik well i met coco coco was one of the reasons why i moved to new york because remember chad uh yes chad Chad moved to new york city before i did and i was working at an ad agency in new orleans and he called me and he said jeff i saw this show last night and there was a drag queen who did a monologue to a, a, a Tristan and Isolde aria uh, by Wagner. And she did this amazing monologue about going to Tower Records and having the, the, the bitchy queen in classical music making fun of her. And, and it turns out it was Miss Coco. And it was oh. Miss Coco. So I was like, what is going on? Like in New Orleans, you know, we were like lip syncing Melissa Manchester hits at that time. Right. <laughs> it's like, and, and, you know, so people were just lip syncing. I, I, I thought, what is going on that someone's doing something like that? Like, 
I couldn't believe it. Doing a monologue to a Tristan and Isolde Wagner. Art. I thought this sounds insane. I got to get to New York City. The, the, something's going on in drag. And there was. There was a big renaissance of drag in the 90s. Huge. I mean, and RuPaul came out of that. But uh, I went there purposely right. to, to see Coco. And so I did meet Coco at a benefit. And he really helped me out and told me I should stop performing in bars. He's talking about earlier he was one that said if you want people to truly appreciate you you got to get out of the bars you like you know people aren't going to ever pay to see you if they can see you while they're drinking you know and he was so right so i started doing shows and suzanne barsh kind of did produce my first one um but that's where i met coco at the same time i met uh seth rudetsky from uh you know the broadway guy who does uh have you ever seen seth rudetsky he's on the broadway channel yeah he does all the anyway, so he was playing the oh. piano and, and he loved my show. So he would play and then I would start doing shows with him. Now, Seth Rudetsky is best friends with Jack Plotnick, who plays ah. Evie. Ah, and Jack, so, Jack yeah, Plotnick. Jeff, yeah. That's well, someone Evie, I know. Yeah, Evie, yeah. And yeah. that's how yeah. it sort of came together. And then Jack, uh, they have a friend named Richard Day who, who works in TV, who Jack was friends with. And then Richard wrote a script using our own characters and putting them in a movie. So now okay, you all play real women movie. in that film, not drag yeah, queens. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's all every single person in the movie is a man. Even the child who plays a little girl is a boy, and uh, every single person is a man. In, so, for our movie. listeners who do not know what we're talking about, we're talking about the film "Girls Will Be Girls." It's w- when did you guys make it? it was I think it was two thousand three. Two thousand three, okay. I think. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I remember I renting. I remember renting that film. I believe on VHS, maybe. Yeah. In <laughs> in like when I was in, I guess it was high school. Yeah. Um, yeah. and go, like bringing it home and watching it, and I was like, "What the fuck is this?" Like, <laughs> it. I was so enamored by it. And there's this like incredible scene where um you basically eat a whole bottle of cheese whiz. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yes. Are you actually singing when you do that? Yeah, yeah. We really did it. We did three takes, but we took the first one. The first one was the longest. You have a talented throat. I remember when the the movie came out, like, uh, we went to Sundance with it, and no one would let us. I mean, drag wasn't popular then. People didn't want, wanted nothing to do with drag queens. We weren't allowed into any parties at Sundance. We would just sit out there in the cold trying to get in. No one cared about drag then. We were, you know, monsters. Yeah. I mean, no one wanted us to be around. What do you think about drag now with like RuPaul's Drag Race pumping out so many girls that like end up getting out on the road and then. I don't know. Well, well, I I love the fact that it's made drag so accessible. Mm -hmm. But the only problem is a lot of these girls aren't talented. They are (laughs) That's what I was saying! They're fame seekers, which is fine. That's what it's for. Most reality television is not about highlighting someone's talent. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's like, it's about who can survive in this world. And a lot of these girls are fame seekers. I mean, and that's fine. But they have grown up as knowing drag at their careerists. They know yeah. that, that this is, they're not quite creating art. And I don't mean all of them. Don't get me wrong. There's some that are so talented and they're lucky. If you're talented and not crazy, you're lucky you get on that show, you know? Right. And I think there were, I, I think lately it's really started to be more character driven 
And I think right. for a while, like that season, that season that Bianca and Courtney and Adora, I mean, those were all great, talented yeah. people. I mean, talented. all of them. And yeah, Ben, Ben exactly. the Cram, all of those. Can you imagine all those in one season? That's so uh, wild. But a lot of these young girls just, they don't have a show. So when they get out and they are, are famous and they have to do a show, they don't really have one. And then people think that is what drag is, is that yeah. that's all they can do. It's so yeah, funny yeah. to hear you tell that story about Sundance because I can just imagine like Sundance today. Like oh, if there were crazy. drag queens, they would oh, be like, yeah. please come into our party. Yeah. Like they would do a yeah. number. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. exactly. <laughs> well, you know, when, when Girls Be Girls came out, no one, no one saw it. No one went to the theater. And it was in movie theaters. I remember it was in New Orleans. And someone came to my show, and after they said, I saw your movie, real loud in front of everybody, I saw your movie last night, I was the only person in the theater. Oh my <laughs> God, dragged! So, okay, that was 2003. So then about 2005, this is years yeah. later, I'm walking in Provincetown, and I, I'm in drag, because, you know, promoting the show, and someone drives up, rolls down the window, screams at me, take these for the ride, you huge cow, and threw candy at me and kept driving. Now, uh, I, had, <laughs> I had no idea. I was like, how rude. What's going on? I, I couldn't even remember that that was in the movie where she yeah. says, take these for the ride, you huge cow. I had oh. no idea. And so I thought, wait a minute, that's from the movie. And then right after that, it kind of snowballed. I mean, people, and you know, people like Jinx and Ben Cram and those people, they grew up watching that. So yeah, I, right. I'm really glad I got to be a part of that. But when I first read the script, and uh, there was the whole thing with uh, Coco and, um, and the abortion line. You know, I've had right. more, more kids pulled out of me than a uh, uh, burning orphanage. I was like, oh, my God, this is too offensive. This is too right. offensive. This, you know, this is, uh, is going to ruin the movie. One line. And I should have just trusted him because obviously that's one of the best lines in the movie. And this is before Family Guy and who really sort of escalated really offensive yeah, uh, humor. Sure. But I remember Anna Wintour, I think, walked out of the movie theater oh. that, that <laughs> at Sundance. Well, a bunch she of, went, you know what a I mean? Bunch a bunch of people walked out after that line. A bunch oh of people gosh. walked out. Yeah, so, but well, I guess now... we were very sensitive to it back then, but now... Yeah, but back then, but there's been so much crazy humor since then. I mean, this is like 2003. It was sort of after 9-11. People were very PC, you know. Right. Uh, so, you know, but of course... I mean, now people love that shit. And there were so many great lines in the in the sequel... <laughs> <laughs> but that has oh yeah what yet. happened to the sequel i'm not really sure you know richard day who is amazing um uh you know had cancer for a while and and oh. so was not well and, and then i don't really know what quite happened i think you know we filmed everything green screen and he's doing all this himself so i'm not quite sure what happened but he's a great guy i just you know i hope he's okay you know yeah. but he uh that was a long time ago now <laughs> can we film everything on green he, screen and then we just um, filmed the whole thing we filmed the whole thing i mean dang. you know it was a whole big movie so i wish i'd like to just see it because i can't i remember i go to jail for killing someone oh, oh my gosh this was yeah, a turn shenanigans oh, yeah, in the, jail there was one of coco's abortions who grew up living in the basement i mean it, it's a crazy oh, story god. oh my god too far too far <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, uh, yeah and, you you and, let us know when you find yeah, it and yeah we'll, we'll <laughs> and it was living on, it, yeah, it was living on all the um busy gal meals that were down in the basement that i had for promotion oh, so that were radioactive <laughs> and it became this monster i mean it was crazy it was a crazy plot it was funny though i mean there was um, a great i want to <laughs> there's some great lines anyway go ahead i want to talk about project runway oh yeah that was fun you were on that episode with all the drag queens in which yes. RuPaul was a guest judge. Yeah. 
When you saw RuPaul, did you think, uh, what happened to her hair and makeup? Who did that to her? <laughs> oh, my God. Isn't that <laughs> wild that is, to think? That... that is sort of like an iconic Yo, moment on the internet where everyone moment. is like, yeah. where was Matthew? What's going on? Yeah, I don't know what happened. And, of course, you know, people. <laughs> that was just happened. bizarre. I mean, you know, I didn't you look even stunning yeah, you look <laughs> well i couldn't even really see him they're kind of far away and you're just so freaked out because you know i right. you, know, you do the runway a couple times and i really wasn't looking at him because i was looking at the camera and i mm. uh, but you know he like, uh, like a pro i didn't even know that he, what he was wearing until you know i saw it on tv you know you have no idea but i do remember that the lady who makes my costumes in new orleans cecile casey she goes leave your tits with him leave your tits with him that's the only way someone can make a dress for a drag queen if they have their tits and she was very right i mean yeah fit it perfectly yeah well and, and yours are um exceptionally large yeah <laughs> <laughs> yes, well, How so, long did it know. take you to get your body in drag to be so perfect and seamless? Well, well thank you. Well, uh, you know, I... Uh, <laughs> I mean, I've been looking. <laughs> you know, I, when I was heavy, I, I, I just heavy. could use it. Well, I used yeah, to be when were you ever heavy? Pounds. Oh, I weighed 300 pounds for a long time, until I was 29. And in fact, till 1998, when, when I started in Chicago, I was known in New York as a big fat queen. I was huge, huge, huge. But big fat queen. <laughs> I've never seen you as a big fat queen. Yeah, all the, like, have you been scrubbing the internet? What's going on? I don't. Know I like big fat. Queen. I like yeah. a big old fat queen. I was, in fact, all my videos. I remember my first summer in P Town in '98. I did a, a show, and I've always used video in my show. Even in New York, I would carry around a big bag of videotapes. I always had videos for changes, and somebody. Um, I had lost all this weight, so I got down to like 170, and I had weighed 300. But the videos, I'm about 300 pounds in the videos. And then on stage, because I had lost the weight, I'd already made the videos, I was skinny. And somebody oh asked God. me, was like, who's the big, fat, red-haired lady in the videos? <laughs> <laughs> it's me. It's me, I yeah. love that! I know. So, oh yeah, so I was big. And so when I was big, all I needed to do was a corset, because you already have a big ass and big legs. When I got right, thin, then, you know, off. I got so thin that I wanted to, I wore no pads and what was trying to be real the fantasy. So, yeah and that yeah. was bad too but uh and then i started padding and breasts because i used to use nerf balls cut in half too <laughs> i would and then i went to three quarters uh, <laughs> <laughs> i did well, i mean yeah because when meatball meatball when you first started putting like tits in you would get the like heavy silicone. do you still I wear get the those big really... five like pound silicone ones i wear those i do too the dollies stuff. Yeah. Oh, that's, yes, that's what I wear. But they're like enormous and so heavy. Oh, they're heavy. I mean, yeah. they're heavy, heavy. <laughs> they're going to yeah, give like, me a back problem. I think they weigh 13 pounds each. Oh, oh, mine isn't the full plate. Mine's just the individual. No, mine too. Those weigh like 13 pounds a oh. piece, right? Oh, wow. Yeah, well, I had to stop carrying them in my luggage because it was too heavy. <laughs> oh, you, you, well, you can't. That's the thing. But, you know, I one time, and this is on my Instagram. It's the most, most uh, hits I've ever gotten. My friend who makes my costumes in New York, and he's made costumes for me since the mid-90s. Um, Philip Heckman is his name. He did the costumes for... Um, uh, the Today Show for the Halloween that they always did oh, for Halloween. Yeah. And so he was like, uh, and Matt Lauer was going to, this is Matt Lauer's last Halloween, was going to go as Dolly Parton. And so I had a big breastplate. I had just done Dolly Parton in a play. And uh, he was like, can I borrow your breastplate? Because, you know, then I, you know, um, 
I, I won't have to spend so much of the budget and blah, blah, blah. So I thought, okay. And so I put my breasts, I did the play, and I put them in a bag, and I was going to give them to him. I was going to New York. And so I said, I better not put these in my luggage in case, you know, they lose my luggage. Mm-hmm. Well, if you put that through TSA, titties. Mm-hmm. It looks like organic. It looks like a bomb. It looks, it, they call it inorganic what? material. Inorganic what? material. Inorganic yes. material. And they take it out of your bag and they slap them down on the counter yeah. for everyone yes, to you've see. Had this habit. Ah! And it's my, so yeah. embarrassing. Yeah, on my Instagram, you can see it. They put that wand and she was going over my nipples. <laughs> <laughs> they have to swipe it and do all this stuff. And I yeah, was just so sitting I, yeah. there. And I had right. one lady, she goes, are these yours? Because yeah. they're like not the right color. You were yeah. like, yes. Yeah. I was like, yeah, they. So then I try never to put them in my carry on because it's all, it, they're going to stop no matter what. Yeah. Yeah, no matter what. They'll go through anything. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but well, I've you... had weird things in my luggage. I mean, my God, you know, I have weird things in my luggage. <laughs> For a while, I was traveling with burkas and a camel, <laughs> a full camel. It would spring out. It was so amazing. And, it, it, and I would ride in on a camel to my home. Remember that song? And oh, I was in yes. a burka, and then yeah. I'd, I'd turn around, and then it'd have Osama bin Laden's face on the back, and I'd do a crazy dance. And then the camel had a squirt gun in it, and it would spit on people. It was so good. But it was like one of those Shakespearean, like it had the suspenders. It was so great. I had Where that in my do you luggage. Come up with this stuff. <laughs> Show stopping <laughs> well, numbers. Well, this is so funny. My lady in New Orleans is so great. I called her and I said, Cecile, I want a camel. Uh, you know, a prop that can fold up into fit into a suitcase. But, yeah. you know, I'll walk in with it like this, you know, and, and I want like big elaborate tapestries on the side. And I want a burka, you know, with Osama bin Laden's face on the back so I can do a dance. <laughs> and then there was a long pause and she said, what color burka? <laughs> <laughs> Hey, when you get the good team, when you get the good team around, you don't want to let those people go. Yeah, Yeah. if someone asked me what are you talking about, I'd be like, "You're not working with me anymore." Yeah, right. They're like, but are you said, sure? Oh. <laughs> yeah, I mean, one year I said, I want to come in as uh, Nell from, remember Dudley Do-Right? Is that before y'all's time? It was Dudley Do-Right. It was a cartoon, and Nell would be uh, tied by... Uh, uh, oh, right. She'd be tied up to the, the train tracks. The train tracks. You know? Oh, sure, so, sure, right. Yeah, so I had a dress, and then I'd go off stage, and then I, it, a piece went over it that looked, so it looked like I had ropes all around me, and then I'd go off one more time, and it had a giant train track that was strapped to my back and had, like, skunks oh on God. it and stuff. Yeah, That's what I love. I love too. stunts yeah. and shenanigans and I props. do. But that is hard to travel with. That's why Bianca Del Rio is the most genius queen, because uh, Bianca Del Rio has one dress that she wears for a year. Ah! <laughs> it's like, it's so, she's so genius. Like my God! Like well, I, I just love for her new work. show. It's like one dress, but it's like three different lengths. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the same material. She's like, I'll be doing this for one solid calendar year. I know. And yeah. This is it. yeah, I found it very hard to travel with like bigger numbers, like like what you're saying. It's hard to get all those props there, but you like you know people want to see that, so you're like do, willing yeah. to go through the work of bringing two giant suitcases and like all the oh stuff my God, you for four. One That's why I always travel Southwest. It's always four. I had oh one year God. I did Cream Girls instead of Dream Girls, and it was a cow head and a cow head, and I had a cow head on, and uh, we're your Cream Girls. Cream girls. <laughs> <laughs> I pull on our udders. <laughs> <laughs> and then at the end, 
at the end, I had udders on me, and at the end, the udders would spill on the audience, would shoot on the audience. It was very good. Oh my! You <laughs> need to bring these out of retirement and start doing them online for the now children. Now I'm lazy. Oh my god! I just want to do like I keep telling my my assistant. I promise, only a, a dress and a you know and, and a coat. I promise, but never. It's every year is crazier. It's crazier. Okay, what do you have that's coming up? Well, I was going to ask what's coming up, but nothing's nothing. happening. Well, well, listen, Barla, you, yeah, yeah, do you do all these these classic performances? Do them digital on yeah. a live stream. The kids will send yeah, you coins. I, guess I should. Yeah. Well, I'm going to do. I am doing that. Uh, the drag fest, digital drag fest. Oh, a PG. oh, nice, nice. Yeah, but I think it goes to April 6th, and I'm on April 8th. I don't. <laughs> 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 and I'm not kidding you. I'm not kidding you. I'm at like. Two o'clock on a Tuesday in the afternoon. <laughs> well, hey, people are going to be watching because they're going to be watching all I, day. I'm really baby. glad to be a part of it, and I don't even know what I'm going to do yet. I, you know, I, I thought about writing coronavirus stuff, but I thought Jackie's going before me. There will be nothing left. You know, <laughs> <laughs> she'll <laughs> steal really all the jokes. Be. Yeah. So I wanted to pivot a little bit because we want to talk about, I feel like a few years ago, maybe with Instagram or social media, like I was always aware of you as a performer in drag, but Mm -hmm. I remember hearing like whispers and maybe I was in P-Town, but everyone was like, do you know Varla's a daddy? And there was all these like these like photos <laughs> oh, of you. Oh yeah. Sort of like people started circulating. I remember literally Googling you and I was like, oh fuck. Like w- <laughs> this is not what I expected underneath uh the drag. Yeah, yeah. And so yeah. Well, you currently Does live anyone in- recognize you out, out of drag? No, if you're like at a gay very bar? rarely. Now, a few people who were obsessed with girls to be girls would because we did a thing, a DVD extra, where they show us putting on our makeup. Yeah. So, but that would be it. I mean, that's why now all these kids on TV, everybody recognizes them every minute. I never have that problem. Never, never. I mean, very rarely do people recognize me. It's just very rarely. And, and I'm glad. And <laughs> it's fine. Yeah, it must be nice. Yeah. Well, yeah. also part of it is the voice. Like once you get up in it, your voice becomes this other thing. Uh, Lady voice, yes. (laughs) But my mouth gives me away. My mouth gives me away a lot. Well, I've heard that before. What? uh, Y'all are both gross. What? uh, What? What makes the voice kick into high gear? Is it like when you get the hair? Is it the wig? Is it the lashes? The titties? I don't know. Yeah, it, I think it's the the hair. Yeah, yeah, because it's disturbing without the hair. So I tend not to do it. Even with a full face, I look like Sasha Velour. You know, it's like so. It's, uh, yeah, I, I need a full head of hair. Once I put the hair on, I'm good. Yeah. But then there was a picture of you like last year or two years ago, maybe, where you were in full face and hair, but like had like daddy body out. Wait, listen, and this everyone is was the, like, Violet's a bear queen now. That's a funny story. <laughs> I, it was, I had to go dress as a mermaid. I was on a float for a mermaid and my, the top of my outfit didn't come and uh, FedEx, it didn't get there. There was a problem and the top did not come. So then I thought, whoa, my hair is so big. I can just wear that in front and no one will see. And I truly thought, Listen, people that's, thought me. I made the that's cho- me. People thought I made the choice like to do that. And Peaches was my friend, Peaches Christ, was right. shocked. I mean, the, the, all the pictures came from Peaches. She kept running. Oh, that's who it was. She kept taking pictures because I didn't realize that people could see the hair. On the I, and it was so hot. It was like 100 degrees. And we were mm-hmm. out in a, the afternoon in a parade. And I thought, I can't put on any more drag. And um yeah, so I saw the pictures, and you could see the hair on my chest. It was like, oh, well, you know. It was carnival. Well, was so it. so much of your costuming is 
like working in opposition to your boy body. Like you do so much really good illusioning to like hide your arms and hide your yeah. chest and, and, and that kind of thing. So do you feel like a, a big difference between your performance identity? And then, I mean, like you literally do you, you live in Fort Lauderdale, right? Yes. AKA Fort Lauderdale Daddy. Daddy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and we're looking at you now with like a sailor tattoo on your arm. You're wearing a tank top. You're fucking pumped up. You have like a, a like a chain necklace a on. Chain like, necklace. You're giving like full Who daddy. Is this so, man? Yeah, you're running the full spectrum of like, you know, a gay identity. Well, I stopped shaving, I guess, when I was 44. I'm 50 now. So I stopped shaving. I didn't even know I had hair. And now I have, like, more hair on my shoulders than on my head. I had no idea. I'd shaved since I was 18 years old doing drag. I had shaved completely. I mean, I never even knew I had hair. So, uh, and and then, you know, shaving is a young girl's game. You get older, you shave. You know, hair hides a lot. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so, but I remember I I started doing CrossFit around then. And then... um, my, she hits the box. Yeah, yeah. And then, my, <laughs> and then my my costume designer came to see, and she was like, "Baby, you gotta you gotta add more hair and more tits and more hip. You look like a man." And she told me, and so I was like, "Okay." And then that's when I got the big titties. They don't even make them bigger than that. That's as big as they come. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and the, my ass <laughs> is like twice. And she was right. I mean, it looks. It you know you you just. People don't realize how big I am when I'm on stage by myself. I mean, it's quite obvious when I'm standing next to someone. But, um, yeah, she's the one that told me that. And you just do the proportion and, you know, it looks fine. But you do have to have bigger hair, too. And there was a long time. Like, remember that New York Magazine cover? It kind of came out again recently because they did the one with all the RuPaul girls. But we did one in the 90s. And during that time, even RuPaul, Charles Bush, Lipsinka, the, the, the trend at that time was to look like you had no makeup on. It was so right. weird. Small <laughs> eyebrows. Duke, Duke, Duke. Yeah. Duke, Duke uh, doesn't like makeup. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so, uh, yeah, it was a trend to not wear a lot of makeup back then. It was so weird. Now, like, oh, God. But, you know, all trends, I mean, even in drag, the eyebrows were pencil thin and now they're real thick. I mean, I've seen it all. Typically, we move into a more uh, sexual portion of our conversation. Oh, oh okay, Sounds great. Good. I just oh, want to okay, make great. sure you're comfortable. I, I sort of wanted yeah. to, to check if you were comfortable about that. Oh, no, I'm fine with that. That's fine. Okay. Hey, hey um, let me just – can you give me just one yeah. second and let me go just make sure there's nothing at the door or the dog is going crazy. Hold on one second. Okay, great. Okay. Yeah, FedEx was here. Okay. Yeah, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. Are you going to ask him? No. Come on. I'm terrified. This is the moment. I just I just the moment. I just said to him, this is the time that I'm going to ask Marla Jean if she's pumped. No, I'm not. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Just be like we have an obsession and I saw a photo of you and you look like you're pumped. I'm going to ask because in Fort Lauderdale it's very common. Common. And start with a wicked question. I'm going to start with a riff. Sorry. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know wicked? uh, Yes, of course. Were you in wicked? 
Do you no, sing I'm anything wicked. from Wicked? <laughs> no, I don't. Well, I did sing Defying Gravity one time for something. <gasps> I, I can't remember, but yeah. Can you hit the riff? No. <laughs> Come on, give it a go. <laughs> my, my pipes are rusty right now. <laughs> oh my okay. God, I started drinking margaritas like every night. I had one one night, like, wow, this is great. And then it'd be like, <laughs> then last night I had three margaritas. So. Oh, okay. So that happened tonight. to me the other night. I got real toasted at home. <laughs> yeah, at home. It was so great. Now you can admit to people that you're drinking at home alone. <laughs> now so I feel bad. like it's expected. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? It's so good. Um, so speaking of pipes, uh, we have been obsessed on the search for pumped dicks, and we yes. finally got uh, someone on the show who had wow. a pumped dick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To talk about this, and we know in Fort Lauderdale, it is like there are a Very. lot of people walking around with big bulges. Oh yeah, you don't mean pumped; you mean like a, a juiced. We say. Juice. Oh, juice, silicone. Yeah, because pumped is when you pump and you when you use you know you use the air, but silicone is they call juiced. Oh, ju- we've been saying oh. it wrong this whole time. Juiced. <laughs> Our guest didn't. Have you ever encountered? Are you and your husband monogamous? Or are you open? Uh, I better say we're monogamous. Uh, okay. Triggered. Yeah. Trigger warning. <laughs> yeah. Tell your husband not to listen. <laughs> no, this no, is a safe yeah, space. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. We're modern. We're a modern couple. Have you ever <laughs> encountered modern? <laughs> oh, yeah. I've seen a lot. I've seen a lot. Because yeah. it's a Fort Lauderdale thing, right? Well, yeah. It's a big Fort Lauderdale thing. I mean, I've been to pool parties where you wouldn't believe it. Yeah, yeah. It's, you know, you wouldn't believe it. Oh, my. <laughs> Do you ever navigate those? I have not, actually. But I've, I've seen... Some good work. <laughs> yeah, some good work. I've seen some bad work. I'll tell you. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. We no. definitely well, saw some bad. Well, there definitely is a a limit to what you can get away with looking natural. <laughs> sure, know? of course. Yeah, I, yeah, but yeah, I yeah. think part of the appeal and something that we learned about is that it's less about looking natural and more about as big as you can be. Like you want to get yeah. the biggest version of those fake tits and they yeah. want to get the biggest version biggest. of their real dick. Sort of. Yeah, yeah. But doesn't it make it a little? Unusable. I mean, that's what. Depends depends on what you're using it for. Yeah. If you're if you're using it to attract a top to come fuck you, then it's very usable. Yeah, I guess so. Well, also too, and then there was a little scare that because a few guys died doing the the balls, you know. So I think you know it's probably died down. But now with all this free time, maybe it's picking back up. (laughs) Do you ever do you ever pump instead of juice? You ever use one of those pumps? I I did years ago in the '90s, but I haven't done that a long time i didn't think it really made a difference with me so oh, I, don't, I don't really i guess you have to have to, uh, uh a lot of um patience i would suppose because yeah I, just, I think it takes a long time to yeah, see I don't anything time i don't got the time for that no. we're all busy making <laughs> what things. like every day 30 minutes who, who oh has my time God. i know really you're supposed to do it yeah every day 30 minutes i have no time for that no I, i'll keep what i got <laughs> so do you ever fucking drag <gasps> I have not. I did when I first started a couple times, you know, because in New York City, cab drivers, you know, just, you know. Yeah, they're always like, come sit in the front seat. Yeah, exactly. So (laughs) a couple times, yes. But it just, you know, everything about me is fake. Yeah. That, you know, it's just, (laughs) it's not a good reveal. (laughs) I think the girls that like to do that in drag are the ones who like don't pad and don't wear pants. Yeah, yeah, who like shaved legs and all of that. Yeah, yeah. If you're padded and stuff, who wants to get that? It's gonna, (laughs) it's sweaty, it's hot. Yeah, and you know, taking pads off is a very fun. Sometimes Ooh, they'll just be so a ball sexy. like this. Yeah. <laughs> you would take it off and just. Yeah. But with, does, yeah, with the pantyhose still around it. Yeah, still around it. Yeah. 
Does Varla ever get? I assume Varla gets propositioned a lot by some freaky dudes. I have on on online all the time now. I mean, it's very funny. What you know, it used to be Facebook. No one would do that, but now all the time. Yeah, funny things. Yeah, yeah, odd, like odd, like things. sit yeah. on me type of things. Yeah, I get a. You know, I think you find people like with a lot of like scatological things online that are scared to mm-hmm. say that to someone they know. But I've had the funniest text messages and. um uh, We're all ears. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And there's, there was, I did get text messages from someone and they were so bizarre. I would read them to Peaches because they were so crazy. They, he would say, like, um, you know, if we went to a restaurant and there were scorpions crawling up your legs, would you scream? <laughs> You're like yes. What if you got up and your and your wig got caught on a nail on the wall, and then everyone saw your bald head? What would you do? Like there was these crazy. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. I mean, they are crazy. I mean, yeah, about scorpions that's a video I'd watch. Yeah, I'd watch and about, that. <laughs> scorpions. Very, very specific about what he wanted me to wear: like three pairs of black opaque tights. Flats and like a blue shift dress. Flats. Yeah. Wait, that doesn't sound fast. <laughs> That's where I draw the line. <laughs> yeah, isn't that interesting? Like very strange, very strange. That is so wild. <laughs> um, so really quickly, we interviewed. I think it was almost two years ago, wasn't it, Paul? That we interviewed uh, Peter Besuito. Oh yeah, yeah. 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 Who I know you guys did this like pilot for a sitcom, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah, we Called did. Vent and Chester. Yeah, Vent and Chester. Yeah. We, Where does the name Vent come from? I was always, I, I was curious about. No that. I was like, idea. what? Why is his name Vent? I have no idea, but that's his name. I know. Okay. And, you know, this is Peter's idea and his vision. So there's a lot of stuff in it that I didn't ask. <laughs> I just, did. <laughs> just went along for the ride. Cool. Well, listen, we made it. So we made it to the end. Uh, thank you, you guys. Thank you so much. And I'm I'm glad. And Meatball, so good to see you in this nice to uh, see natural you. look. Yeah. <laughs> Daytime, sir. She has no eyebrows. She's about to get painted. No, I'm growing my eyebrows back. Oh Oh, my god, it is the end of the world. (laughs) Yeah, look, I I glued them down for practice the other day. It is chunky. Yeah, yeah, you you know, I'm lucky because mine are not. Mine are very fair, and I I just Uh, put paint on top. You can't even see them. I don't. I don't glue them down or anything. You don't glue. What? No. I'm gonna try that tonight. No one's yeah, gonna yeah. notice. Everyone will be like, yeah. "What the fuck Meeple, is going on with her fucking eyebrows?" Meatball is doing one of these uh, uh, drag shows, a, a streaming drag show, bitch oh, yes. drag show tonight from oh, my good, living good, room. Good. It's oh, gonna you be are so really? Fun. Yeah, I did a bunch of videos in drag the first night, but then I just haven't been able to put it on again. But I think I'm gonna do it tonight or tomorrow. I got a couple cameos to do, so I'm gonna make a bunch more videos. I just oh, sit that's in my smart. bathroom. Yeah, just yeah. make them. Make people think so, of something else. Where can people find you and, and get your cameos? Uh, you know, on Cameo, I'm Varla Jean Merman, and you can, my website's VarlaJeanMerman.com, or, you know, Facebook, Varla Jean Merman. Everything's Varla Jean Merman. Grinder. <laughs> yeah. Bra- Remember, she worked in advertising. Yeah, she I worked did. in advertising. Yeah. She yes. knows. And she's not on there. Well, no, they are a modern couple, so you can probably We're find modern her. modern couple. Ah! <laughs> 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 and we're wasn't that amazing? That was a great interview. Shout out to her for figuring out that little bit of technology with us. So we sounded like we were kind of in the same room. Yes. Let's talk about your food break. What have you been eating? I made a banana bread that is. <gasps> and by I made, I mean Michael made it and I stirred it. 
Do you <laughs> you do like to stir some shit? Do uh-huh. you do you put chocolate chips in it? Chocolate chips and walnuts. Yo. How anyway, many bananas? Uh, I think he did three or four. It was a I lot. Feel, it was I feel like you need pasty. to put a lot. Because like it was a lot because we didn't have eggs. So we just, and b- mushed up banana is a natural or like an egg replacer. Do you know about these banana and egg pancakes? They're like gluten-free pancakes where you just like crack an egg and mash up a banana or two and then put cinnamon in on it. And then you, you fry them like pancakes and they're like protein and potassium pancakes. No, I've never heard of them. Try Actually, and make those. I think my roommate used to make those, but he would put oatmeal in it. So it would be yeah. like an oatmeal pancake. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, All but right, it's well, like no we, flour, no whatever. Yeah. Before we move on, should we talk about Peter Basuito? Yeah, because he made a super dumb uh, joke. Yeah, not a good one. Well, Also, no shade. He's a nice dude, but why is he bragging about a Camry? <laughs> I mean, like, I don't have a nice car. I don't Weird have any money. Weird flex, but okay. <laughs> You're like mild flex, but sure. <laughs> Wait, it's like it's a mediocre white goal is to have like a Camry. <laughs> I just I feel bad because I mean like I shouldn't feel bad. He he said something very dumb and stupid online, but also it's like it's like a dumb generational thing where you're just like, how did you not? How did that even make it out of your brain? Like, how do True. you not understand that that? is just like it's just so like wildly unacceptable it's like oh you don't have that filter up because you were born in the 70s or something time period yeah because yeah. like i mean i understood what he was saying and i don't think it was funny but it's just like when my dad says something offensive and it's just like oh ugh, you're not well, allowed to say that anymore but like how do you tell someone that you have to say you're not allowed to say that anymore. Well, I tell my dad that I go, "Ooh, we don't do that no more." Well, it's I mean, here's the here's the dumb thing about it is that like when Donald Trump crosses off coronavirus and writes Chinese flu, Chinese, yeah. That has it gives like everyone permission. Global racist implication imp- Say the word? Implementation, yes. Implementations. And I'm inflammated. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then I, I, I'm sure you could ask Peter are you at all in line with Donald Trump's thinking? Are you a fan of this man? And people would be like, Peter would be like, no, he's horrible. I am so not a Republican and blah, 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 blah. But you just did the same, the same like, horrible thing. language thing. Like, what are you doing? Also, you know, just because the first cases were reported in China does not make this in any way a, a, a national na- a Chinese disease. Yeah, exactly. You know, every day I'm worried I'm going to die from it. I just don't think my body will hold on. You know you what keep, I mean? I'd, you need to just update that into your Instagram bio. Like, if I get it, I'm going to die. Meatball. Bye. <laughs> all right. So uh, you have a fun voicemail for us. Thank you all for sending us voicemails. Uh, don't judge me on my desktop. Wh- why is there so much porn here? Stop, 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 stop. What is this called? Droopy holes and grandpa souls? <laughs> grandpa. It's a foot and hole fetish. What is grandpa souls? Like the soles of their feet? I don't know. It's the only thing I could think of that rhymed. I mean, it's on your desktop. Why don't you tell me? All right. This is our fuck talk this week is a voicemail. I think this is from January. Hi. Um, okay. Wow, that was fast. Y'all should like include some kind of disclaimer <laughs> beforehand or something. I didn't expect it to just start recording. Okay. I only got three minutes. <laughs> okay. Um, 
Uh, which story? One time, <laughs> one time, a guy invited me over to his house, and uh, I was really excited. He was hot. He had like a moustache, a moustache, like, beard, and um, a really nice apartment. So I was here for it. I was ready to party. He said that we were going to smoke some weed and have a good old time. So I go into his house. And um, we're kind of like talking. <laughs> he has a bunch of wolf statues everywhere. I was like, that's scary. Maybe what? he's a werewolf. <sighs> Jury's still out. I don't know. <laughs> so he, um, he, he doesn't bring out the, the weed initially, um, which was fine. You know, that wasn't the reason I was there, but also it was the reason I was Wait. there. So we, uh, <laughs> we're talking. It's mean. really boring. I'm like, hey, didn't you say we were going to, like, smoke and, like, chill? Um, he has this, like, dog that he just got. It's, like, a black Labrador. And it's, like, really rowdy because he just got it. And it's, like, big. Anyways, we're making out on the bed. And um, his dog is, like, biting oh, my foot no. while we're making out. And it doesn't stop. He's like, it's fine. Just, like, enjoy it. I'm like, please, put your dog away. This is a fault. <laughs> so... His dog is biting my foot. He's not putting him away. He puts the dog in the bathroom for a minute. He comes back, and then he, like, takes off his pants, and we're, like, making out. And as we're grinding, he starts, like, fucking what? my belly button. Okay? And then during this, the dog somehow manages to get out of the bathroom, comes back, and starts biting my foot again. So my foot is getting ripped off. Someone's fucking my belly button. I'm, like, trying to reposition his dick so that it's not on my belly button. And he, like, moved it back. Like, that is not an entry point. Anyways, I want to know, do you think this is a fetish? Like, is this a thing? I bet. Is that a thing? Like, was I oblivious? Also, he made me walk home. He said he was too tired and he had brunch at 7 a.m. Bitch, I had to walk. Two hours right. Anyways, I walked past like this like Rosa Parks billboard. It was really beautiful. It inspired me. Love you both. You have a great podcast. <laughs> um yeah. Is that a fetish? Do people fuck belly buttons? Okay. Have a good day. Happy <laughs> New Year. Woo. Oh, uh do you say names on this? My name's Misguided Men. Meepo? Mis- Wait, misguided who? It and it cut off at misguided. <laughs> I don't know. Is that a fetish? Someone's I, done tried to fuck my belly button before too. They every, couldn't get into yours. Every, <laughs> mine is deep. What are you talking about? Uh huh. Everything is a fetish. T. Of course. Well, if he, okay. If did if you he, think that story was gonna go a different way when he started with the werewolves and then the dog? I was like, I thought he was gonna be like, he invited the dog into bed with me. Girl, the that story was all over the place, but I just love that person's voice. I love how oh, they yeah. spoke. Um, I have a couple questions. One, two hours in the rain, like does Uber not exist? True. Uh, two. Uh, yes, it was a fetish, a hundred percent, because. He moved his dick back to the belly button. Do people rub what you rub on your belly with their dicks? Say the say the sentence again. Do people rub on your belly with the dick? <laughs> Do people rub on your belly with the dick? Do people rub on your belly with the dicks? <laughs> I don't know that I've expressly had that. Everyone tries to fuck my butt with their dick, and you're always how do you how do you even let them get back there? I let them play with it. 
I just the insertion part is the hard part. I I I'm I'm a real cock tease. So when you'll it comes let him just like, like, don't do that to the microphone on your hole. Just like gently like touch it. Yeah, maybe lick it a little. Uh huh. Isn't it weird watching Natasha Leone perform this <laughs> on a microphone? <laughs> I didn't know Natasha Leone did weird mic porn. Ooh, baby, she does it all now. <laughs> This is psychotic. I'm um, losing my mind. Okay, well, let's end the show so you can go. I went. Stay. I took. I went on a long motorcycle ride today. I'm not done talking. This is my only <laughs> connection to the outside world. I. <laughs> <laughs> I went on a long motorcycle ride today, and I went through downtown, and it is it is like Mad Max Baron. Like, I went through Santee Alley. I wasn't looking for fabric or anything. I was just like, I wonder, like, if stores are still open, if they care. And the fact that all of Santee Alley is closed is, like, it's just it's just how serious this is. Diva, it is a global pandemic. I know it is. And I know I shouldn't be leaving my house, but I didn't stop anywhere or touch anyone. I figured as long as I was just on the bike. It's really hard because I think there are so many people who are not. Not so many people, but I think there's a certain population of people that are not taking it seriously. And so those people who are out and about, who are going like, oh, this is weird why everyone is like shut down. It's like you want to tell those people stay at home, but you can't like screen people to be like, are you taking this seriously? Then yes, go for a joyride to clear your head or like, yes, you can walk along a path because yeah. you're keeping distance from people. They're like shutting everything down. And it's like, when I go for walks, I'm like out in the middle of the street. If I see anyone on the sidewalk, I'm like, Burp! and there are people who are like not even paying attention to that. Ugh. Anyhow. I was a dick at the grocery store this morning. I did walk right through two people. I was like, I don't give a fuck. Did you have you a just- mask? Mask and gloves on? I had gloves on, no mask. I heard they don't work, and I'm not going to do the research. Anyway, (laughs) thank you for listening to this week's episode of Sloppy Seconds. Thanks for going on this ride with us. We're finally back with a normal episode, you know? We basically had a normal episode. The audio just wasn't good last week. I'm still drinking a gallon of tea. I have some iced tea on reserve. I'm getting ready to drink. I looked it up. It's not that bad for you. And we got an e- oh, we got an email saying that uh, sparkling water is hydrating and that we've been wrong the whole time. I don't buy it. You can follow us on Instagram at SloppyPod and you can send us an email. <coughs> That's a dry one. This is it. <laughs> Stop. You can follow me at Fat Drag Meatball on Twitter <laughs> or Spiciest Meatball on Instagram. Yeah. And you can follow me at Big Dipper Jelly on everything. Happy Friday, everyone. Bye now. Doodle doo doo forever (laughs) dog. Sloppy Seconds with Big Dipper and Meatball is a Forever Dog podcast. Executive produced by Joe Cilio, Brett Boehm, and Alex Rams. Our logo art was drawn by Christian Cimarroni, and our theme song was written by Mike Malarkey. Forever. Forever.